How can we overcome the noise of our everyday lives to read the Word of God and listen for His Word to us? Welcome to the Pastor's Voice. I am Rule Sample, and I am passionate about Christian worldview and the various ways we can proclaim the good news of Christ. I talk to pastors and Christian leaders about the issues of the day to encourage all believers in Jesus to live a Christian worldview. Today I continue my conversation with Pastor Terry Nightingale. Terry is a pastor serving the southern suburbs of Perth, Western Australia. We talk about the reluctance many people have to read the Bible on a daily basis and how we must be disciplined and intentional in finding time with God. How do you how do you deal with people who are so reluctant to open up their scriptures? Yeah, I mean, maybe they've had, um, you know, maybe part of their history is that, uh, you know, they haven't had a good experience of hearing the word of God preached well, or, or, or maybe, yeah, maybe they've struggled with uh, the translation of their Bible. Um, I've got to be careful here because I don't want to um, upset anybody. But, you know, some translations um, it can be unhelpful. Um, so <clears throat> I, I would encourage people today to get a good modern English translation, just simply so that there's there's access to greater access to understanding, you know, what uh, uh, what the stories are saying uh, and what, what the words mean. Um, uh, personally, I use uh, an NIV and an ESV um, when I read the Bible, and I find that they, they are very clear um, in, in what those stories are saying. I mean, one of the reasons why I wrote the, why I do the blogs and, and I wrote that book, Bite Sized Devotions, was to help people who are struggling. Um, and I understand that. I mean, we I, I did a series at my church um, last year, I think it was, um, called A Quiet Place, just, just encouraging people to find a place, find a, a time of the day when it's just them and God, where they can be alone in God. And we looked at, you know, ways of engaging with God through the scriptures. Actually, one of the... Um, um, one person that really inspired me in terms of, of allowing the, the word of God to uh, help us in our prayers. So to have a, a devotion that's, you know, uh, communicating with God. Uh, a writer that really helped me was Tim Keller, Timothy Keller. Oh, yes. Um, he's, he's written some amazing stuff on uh, engaging with the word of God and allowing that to fuel your prayers. I found him very helpful. And so I used a little bit of his material when I was teaching on this um, last year. And particularly, you know, looking at the Psalms, he's, he and his wife, I think, together wrote a book on the Psalms. Um, and uh, very helpful, you know, particularly, you know, uh, look, just looking a little bit at the historical context of the Psalm, understanding what, why it was written and what was being expressed at the time. And then, you know, beginning to use some of those words as my own prayers to God. Um, in fact, I did that with my congregation recently. I, I, I chose a psalm and, and I said, well, we're going to use this for our own prayers this morning. And some of it, we, we allowed the words to inspire our own words of prayer. And some of it, we just read as prayers to the Lord. You know, and I think, I think that's, um, I, I find that really helpful in developing my own personal devotion life is to actually see the Bible as a um, 
as, as, as a connection to God. You know, he gives us words to help us pray and he gives us words to, to feed ourselves. So, so I'd say for, you know, for somebody perhaps who's struggling, you know, maybe, um, maybe go through the Psalms. Um, and if you, uh, if you have a, a Christian bookshop or something near you, you know, sometimes there can be some really helpful devotional material going through the Psalms. Or um, another one I suggest is going through a book like Mark. So one of the Gospels, Mark. Mm. Mark is um, uh, kind of written as a sort of an, an ordinary bloke wrote it kind of thing. You know, not an academic, but a, you know, just a, just a, just a, an ordinary guy, if you like. I I like to think of Mark as a bit like that. And so it's kind of plain language, you know, and. Um, and there's a lot of exciting stories in the book of Mark. And just to take a little chunk um, each day, um, and what I suggest to people is, you know, read it and then read it slowly. I actually find reading a Bible story out loud, I find that I see things in there that I haven't seen before if I've just read it in my head. I have, so suggest, I have suggested that to people. And uh, at times I've done that myself just to kind of get back to what this is all about and it really does change how you read the scriptures yeah definitely definitely and the, and the great thing about going through a book slowly like that is that you you then remember some things that you've read before, before and you start to put links between the stories and you think oh yeah i know i you know i can see now why mark put that story here because it relates to something that happened back then and and you begin you know it's, it's like the excitement of reading a, a novel really mm. you know that uh, you you build up a whole picture of a story rather than just little bits you know mm. and one of the things that you also said that's that's sticking in my brain is encouraging people to find a time to be quiet now, yeah we, we live in a we live in a, a world where we are surrounded by noise and we're surrounded by cacophony and it's it's yeah. not just it's not just audio is that yeah. we're, we've got a cacophony of, of, of visual stuff. You, you know, yeah. you wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is check the cell phone and then we go check the computer and there's just so many things that will take up our time. And yeah. what you're saying is that one of the disciplines that we can get into is finding time to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. That's right. And, uh, um, so, I mean, I, I, we have to find our own kind of rhythms, really, don't we? And, and how we've got to recognize how God's made us individually. Um, so, for me, I'm I'm an early I'm an early morning person. Um, so, I tend to get up around five. Um, that's just the way my body works. Um, and so, for me to 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 have some time with the Lord fairly early in the morning is is quite natural and and I'm I'm kind of happy to be made that way because it means I can really pray about everything at the beginning of the day before it happens if you like um now some people I was talking with uh, one of the young guys at my church uh, over the weekend and he was saying that um, you know he's more of a late night sort of person you know so he reads his bible late at night you know and so he's he's recognizing how God's made him and uh, for him, that's his quiet time, you know, when when it's dark and the house is quiet and, you know, he can um, 
he can get into the scriptures then. So uh, for others, it may be that, um, you know, family life and work life make it difficult at either end of the day. So for some people, it may be that their work allows them to have maybe an hour in the middle of the day where they can take off to a park or something or find a quiet space uh, and do it then. But I think it's, I think number one, we have to, we have to make a, a, an intentional decision that says this is important. I need to find a time and place every day to do this because it's important. Mm. And so then you work it, you look at your day and you look at your responsibilities and you say, right, well, what's the best, best time to do this? And the other thing somebody said to me once was, um, you know, um, the, the scriptures encourage us to give, don't they? You know, I mean, I, I don't want to get into um, the principle of tithing necessarily on your podcast, but you know, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the scriptures talk about tithing, giving of what we have first to God. Now, I think uh, He wants us to give of our time to Him too, uh, in terms of being with Him in prayer and in His Word. And so, if we if we take a step back and look at a typical day and say, right, what do I give to God first? in my day because I think probably most of us if we're honest the, the day dictates us rather than us dictating our day and uh, I think it's it's a good exercise really to just step back and say okay yeah I have a responsible job I have a family I have this and I I, I have all these things I need to do but actually the, the Bible tells me that God comes first so how do I put God first in a typical day where do I need to spend where, where do I block out time so that I'm spending time with him. Uh, it's a good, good thing to do. And I agree with you. I thoroughly agree with you. I, you. You've probably heard, and most people have, is the, the whole hierarchy of things. God first, family second, and others third. I, yeah. I, I think we need to take out the, the next two things and just say, God is first. And yeah. then everything else after that will fall in line. Amen. Sometimes you got to put family first. Sometimes you got to put others first. But if we're focusing on God first and foremost, yeah. first and last, then everything else will fall in line, including getting into a habit of a daily devotion, a daily, a daily time yeah. with God. Yeah. May I, may I tell you a story? Uh, years ago, when I was working in a Christian school, um, and I think I'd become head of head of the science department or something. Um, anyway, my my work life had accelerated, and uh, I was putting a lot of hours into the job. And um, we just had our first uh, child come along, our son Rob, just been born, and uh, we were busy at church. And I realised that I was just doing too much. And um, I also realised that a lot of my time was being taken up with my new responsibilities at my work. Um, and I came to a point where I thought, this, things are upside down here. This is not right. You know, I'm giving so much time to work and therefore less time to this and less time to that. And I realised that my priorities weren't right. They were, you know, there were things that weren't in the right place. And so I came to a point prayerfully where I made the decision um, I am going to spend X number of hours at my place of work every day. And then I'm going to give this amount of time to this, this amount of time to that. And, you know, obviously time with God as well. But I decided that I would 
by faith restricts the number of hours that were right to give to my job. I needed to give time to my family and to God as well. So I said, right, I'm going to give X number of hours to my job and that's it. And I'm going to do that by faith. And so I made that decision. And do you know um, what happened was um, I, I, I kept to that and I found that everything I needed to do, I was able to do within that time frame. Um, yeah. Now I'm not saying that will work for everybody, but that was some. That was I, I had to make a decision that I wasn't going to allow work to rule me. I had to make a decision that I was going to, um, I was going to list my priorities according to how, how I felt. You know, you know, was right before God. And so I said, no, I'm going to give that amount of time to work. And God honoured that. And I got everything done every day. I was able to come home and then spend time with my uh, with my wife and my new son. And that was great. It really comes back to that whole issue of tithing. And, and if you look at tithing, you're right. It's not just about money. It's about everything and recognizing that everything that we have is a gift of God. And yeah. the whole idea of tithing is making God a priority in those yes. gifts, including yeah. the gift of time. And so if we yeah. make God a priority, he will reward that one way or another. I'm not, as you, yeah. you're right, you, 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 it, it, you might not be as, as um, productive as you were, but you might be. It, but yeah. what, what God wants is, as C.S. Lewis, another science fiction Christian author, once said, is that uh, God always rewards you with more than what you intended. I wanted to uh, give you some time to share with the people of God a message today, uh, whether it is your latest uh, four-minute devotion or something that has come to your mind as our discussion has gone on tonight. Uh, what is your word for the people of God today? Well, I shared a devotion recently on another podcast, um, and it was about Timothy, you know, Paul's um, Paul's helper. And uh, something really struck me about Timothy um, that um, you know he was um, he was uh, and uh, he's kind of an unimpressive guy, if you like, <laughs> um, with 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 normal problems. Um, you know, uh, Paul writes to him, uh, uh, encouraging him to take a little wine for his stomach because of the sort of stomach upsets he has. And, and, and there's a kind of hint in that, that maybe he suffered a bit from anxiety, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, when Paul writes to the Corinthians, um, he writes and says something like, um, make sure that Timothy, I'm sending Timothy to you soon, he writes, make sure he has nothing to fear. You know, and I think, wow, you know, imagine uh, imagine sending um, somebody to another church, you know, and you're just uh, writing a letter of recommendation for that person and saying, you know, when he visits you, just make sure he's not scared of you, you know. <laughs> so that's quite a... Uh, but, you know, what does that say? You know, trying to read between the lines of, of that statement. And, you know, it, it, it sounds to me like Timothy was a guy that was... Um, you know, a bit nervy, you know, got a bit scared sometimes, uh, maybe suffered from anxiety. Um, and yet, you know, he was Paul's closest worker. Paul speaks highly of him. And, you know, one of the things that he says about Timothy is, well, he says two things about him that really struck me. One was he describes Timothy as faithful. So even though, you know, he's, he's not a superstar, even though he might struggle with some anxiety or 
or some fear issues, he's faithful. He's, he doesn't give up, you know. But the other thing Paul describes him as is a man um, with the Holy Spirit, you know. And you remember there's that passage where he says, you know, famine, fan into flame um, the, the Holy Spirit that's in you through the laying on of my hands. And uh, so, so Paul, uh, Timothy was faithful, but he also had the Holy Spirit. And he had the um, encouragement to keep fanning into flame the life of the Holy Spirit inside of him. And I think why I find that encouraging is because um, I, I, I'm not a superstar like Timothy. Um, I'm uh, a bit fearful sometimes, you know, some, some things scare me. Um, uh, but I know I can be faithful and I know I have the power of the Holy Spirit. So I find that encouraging. What a wonderful word, because oftentimes Christians are are cowed by things. So I, I can't I can't do that. I'm mm. afraid of, of getting out in front of people, or uh, I'm just too nervous to do that. And God says basically, yeah, I made you that way. Be faithful, and I will use you the way that I want to use you. Yeah, yeah. And Timothy was a powerful, powerful voice in the early church. Yes. Yes, that's right. What a wonderful Yes, the, at the end of his life, actually, he was he became Bishop of Ephesus. And uh, do you know he died sharing the gospel? Terry Nightingale, pastor in Australia. He is the host of Four Minute Devotion podcast, which can be found on all the major podcast uh, hosts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. He is also the author of Looking Back to Move Forward and Bite-Sized Devotions for the Busy Christian. He is also uh, revamping a new science fiction book coming out next year, Terry? Uh, don't know. Don't know. Still working on it. <laughs> so, And uh, from all of our conversations, he, is the, he has the heart of a pastor. So, Terry, thank you very, very much for being here on The Pastor's Voice. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ro. Be sure to check out Terry's podcast, 4-Minute Devotions, the podcast, at terrynightingale.com or on any of your favorite podcast networks. The link is in the show notes. We would also appreciate your help in keeping the pastor's voice going. Please use the Support the Show link to donate any amount to help us move into this new year. If you have any questions about our podcast, would like to be a guest, or would like to become a sponsor, please email me at podcast at thepastorsvoice.net. I am Rule Sample. Thank you for listening.